Here's what happened last time on Incredible Critics. Um, the rabbits were trying to get the food because the mean old neighbor didn't let them, and they poisoned the old neighbor, and it fell down. And then they, then the animals got, and then that trick took it away. And then they had a party. Okay, so they and, had a party because the old they were. Then what happened? And and then a new was a new neighbor come yeah. and got the house. No spoiler warning for uh, that. <laughs> Peter Rabbit for Peter Rabbit. I left the review with more questions than answers. So <laughs> we are the incredible critics. Incredible, not because we're great, but because that almost kindergartner has more credibility than us. Ain't I am Ben truth. Franco. Uh, this week we are going to be talking about the Oscars and going through our picks for some Oscars. And then we are going to talk about Black Panther, a spoiler free version and then a full on spoiler version. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I will even be dropping off. So who knows what's going to be said during that part. But of course, joining me as always is Tim Gruber. Yo, yo, yo. And Frankie Fusco. Hey, Ben. We What's will mostly on? just be talking smack on you while you're not listening. I would actually love that to like not see the movie because it's going to take me a while and then come back to this episode to hear what you guys said. And it's just making fun of me the whole time. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> well, that ruins it. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything, Frankie. Right? Why did you blow the plan? <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, you've been shaving your face, bro. Yeah, I gave what's up going my, on there? I gave up my beard for Lent. No. Yeah, yeah. That's not even against the Lord. I mean, <laughs> Le- Leviticus is all about keeping your beard and and growing out your temple hair and stuff. And I'm not even Catholic. So I mean, it's really no. just messed up. <laughs> oh, it's like several levels. Mm-hmm. No, I know my wife hates it. She's a huge uh, fan of facial hair, and but isn't hair. she not there? Yeah, she's not here, so that's why I did it. To be honest with you. <laughs> But it just I happened to fall was... in time with Lent, and I was like, I guess I'm getting rid of this for, and that's the excuse I gave her when I see her on the weekends. I assume oh, that it was for fun. the new job, but it was really just because your wife wasn't around. Yeah, she. I like hate having facial hair. I really do. It's very hard to maintain. I don't. It doesn't grow. I don't grow that well with facial hair, so I'm very patchy. So to me, it just looks dumb. But I um. So, but she gets real mad when I don't shave it, and uh, she's in charge. So. Oh, when I do shave it, so that's why I keep it. But then now that I'm not with her five days a week, it's kind of like, well, I'm just gonna shave my face and enjoy it. You heard it here first, mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Husbandhood at its finest. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so last week I had off, and we just did a little staycation, and we worked on getting Noelle's schedule trained. Ooh. So yeah, see, Tim's Tim Tim knows what's up. Does she take a lunch at a different hour now? Does she come in earlier? How does that work? It's mostly like sleep training, right? Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, mostly sleep training and getting her just on a schedule so that she's taking naps at the same time and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. I've never been so exhausted going back to work from vacation. <laughs> That's what it is, but in the long run, it's worth it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But man, I went back to work today. I was so tired. 
Hear me out. I thought about you today because I was listening to a podcast. You think about me every day. Don't I do? I do mostly because um, I have one of those photo um, ha- things that hang from my review mirror, and you're in all three of the photos. So. <laughs> all different pictures of us. And um, your wife is not. <laughs> no, she's not there. No, but um, she knows her place <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and it was Ashton Kutcher was on it and he was talking about how he sleep trained his kids and apparently the second one they invested in this thing called a snoo smart sleeper. S-N-O-O. Were you listening to the armchair expert? I was. Yes. Did you? Do you Boom. Yes. Wow. I'm impressed that we have the same taste in something. Uh, I guess we became friends somehow. Um, so yeah. So I looked into it. It's only. Um, it's like fifteen hundred dollars. I think. Oh my it's goodness. like eleven hundred dollars. What is yeah. it? A robot. It 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 apparently it sways back and forth and forward and back and kind of like, uh, and gets it does it more as the louder the baby cries. Tim, do you know the guy that made the book with like the five S's? So like sway, swaddle, yeah, yeah, shush, blah blah. He pretty much came out with. He invented a robot that does the book. He invented Mm -hmm. a crib that does that based on the volume of the baby. So as they cry, oh my goodness, it'll do that more aggressively until it reaches a certain point when it's like, okay, no, the baby really needs to be asleep. I think I need one of those. like when I have a real bad week. Just for life. Uh, Interestingly enough, Ford also has a prototype for a crib that mimics riding in a car what yeah yo i know some parents who would love that thing yeah yes it has like lights along the side that mimic like the pattern of street lights passing whoa and you can connect it to an app that'll actually uh map your route so that'll attempt to i don't know try to 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 mimic it yeah i don't know you you probably don't understand that frankie but well, I fall asleep in cars pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> and while driving. Most of the time while driving. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, I think that that's a great idea, but I have a better idea. It's and, not. Uh, I don't know if we can copyright this at all. Maybe before I should say it. because it's, it's not a copyright. It's a trademark. Always we trademark? Can we trademark this? Can we get... If someone comes out with this, it's on the record. We, we talked about it here first. It doesn't work. Uber like for babies. So you want your baby to go to sleep? You call an Uber. He comes, drives your baby around till he falls asleep. What? Only somebody without a kid would think that that's even remotely a good idea. Sounds like a great idea. No, it's terrible. And you get time idea. without the baby, right? You can you know do stuff around the house, whatever. Have some quality time with your wife. You know, Frankie, they have that. that. There's there's like a thousand babysitter apps. <laughs> no, no, not a babysitter. This one strictly just drives. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, this would have the same background checks as actual Uber. Yeah. So, perfect. So you knew that it. Wait a perfect. minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For all those Let's... concerns, I am an Uber driver. So. <laughs> Oh no! no Great no. background checks. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. We wanted to go through our picks for the Oscars. I chose ten categories: the ones that we care about and the ones that more people care about the most. Not one of those lame ones. Okay. But we're looking at you, uh, documentary short. Why? Why? So we're not going through that. Um. We're going to go through 10 picks and just see uh, who who gets the most right. We're going to rattle through these kind of quickly. I'm going to start with, uh, you know, obviously, of course, the one that's that is, you know, probably lowest. So we're, we'll end on best picture. Um, so we'll start with visual effects. Nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wait, why are there only two there? That that's can't be true. right. 
that's not true. That's not true. There's more for that. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Kong Skull Island. There we go. Uh, And Star Wars The Last Jedi. There we go. All right, Frankie, what is your pick? Winner for visual effects. Uh, Hands down, winner for visual effects is going to be Star Wars The Last Jedi. Tim? Uh, I'm going to go with the obvious answer of War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm also going with War for the Planet of the Apes. What do you guys know? Dun, 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 dun. No, hey, I did see there's a pretty awesome, we'll probably post it this week, uh, kind of like, what's the word? Visual effects? Mm -hmm. (laughs) My brain just farted. Uh, It's it's like a breakdown of, um, from Star Wars, which is really cool of how they film some of the uh, stuff in space when they're in different ships and kind of layering in the whole space battle kind of stuff near the beginning right. of the movie. Really cool. But those apes, though. Those apes, though. Yeah, I they mean, were really good. Yeah. Oh, uh, Frankie's wrong in that one. Um, next, we have original score. Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tim, what's your pick? Ugh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Now, but you know what? I heard, I've only heard music from two of these. And so I'm going to say uh, The Shape of Water for original score. Okay. Frankie? Uh, I have listened to all of these soundtracks uh, multiple times. He did his research, ladies and gentlemen. What? I am going to go with The Shape of Water. I have only heard two of these. I'm going to go out on a limb. You guys are probably right. I'm going to go with Dunkirk. Because I love me some Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, though. Yeah. And look, that's the thing with like Star Wars on that one. Like, let's just be real. It was just more Star Wars. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like mind blowing. Yeah. John Williams is doing the same music for the last 30 years. And made a buck or two off of it. Um, Next up, we have film editing. Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So what's yours, what's yours Ben? I'm going with Baby Driver. Mm, you know, I'm going to have to go Baby Driver, too. And I mean, yeah, it's just that editing, though. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's made for that category. Yeah. I am also going to go Baby Driver. I think it's a, a pretty solid win three for three and we'll probably all be wrong these by the way are totally uneducated oscar picks look i uh, all i hope is that some listener out there is taking a note down of what our picks are so they can tell us how wrong we were <laughs> somebody get on that i'm guessing our vip listener andrew moore uh next animated feature the boss baby the breadwinner coco ferdinand and loving Vincent. Frankie, what's your pick? I'm going to go with Coco. Yeah, I think I think this will probably be three for three. Tim? Yeah, you know, I didn't see Coco, but I don't, I haven't heard any bad thing about Coco at all. It's all good things. So it's probably Coco. And yeah, Coco. I mean, it's Pixar. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's going to be Coco. It's definitely not the boss baby. I'll tell you right it's now. Definitely not boss we, baby. You can listen to a few episodes to go to that one. Right. 
<laughs> if it's the boss, maybe I quit uh, the Academy Awards. You already did that. You oh, can't quit think, the Academy. You're not in the Academy. I'm not going to join the Academy when I have the opportunity to. Next up, we have Best Director. Uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Jordan Peele for Get Out. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Tim. Uh, I'm going to hope it's Jordan Peele for Get Out. But, I but what know. are you going to pick? <laughs> uh, I'm, are you picking that? Are I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick it. I'm going for Oof. it. I'm going out on land. That's like, if this were Vegas, I wonder if there are odds. What are Frank, the odds? You should, look up, you should look up odds betting on the Oscars. Because um, I bet you that Jordan Peele is probably last. On... Uh, yeah, I mean, he might be. He might be. Uh, because Guillermo already got a Golden Globe, right? Right. Yeah. It's... Uh, I'm sure that Jeez. there's also odds for... Um, you know, stuff that wins a Golden Globe and then also wins the the Oscar for the same thing. Probably. And I'm sure it's pretty high. <laughs> Probably. But I'm just um, going out for it. Okay. All right. I respect that. I respect that. Um, I am going, I'm hoping for Christopher Nolan, as we all know, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Uh, and Frankie, what is your pick? I am hoping um, the same as Tim. I'm hoping for Get Out. I'd also really like to see um, Lady Bird win, but I think it's going to be uh, Shape of Water. Or, uh, like I said, uh, as I've been saying, Shape of Water. W- water. Water. W- water ice. I'm trying to find. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find different bets for it. I think. Let me see. Uh, you gotta go on the dark web for that. Yeah, yeah right. No, oddschecker.com. Oddschecker. I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, about bets to be able to read it really well. I think it's a forty to one bet for Jordan Peele, but Paul Thomas Anderson is below uh, him with sixty six. Well, but come on, really? It's I. I really feel like that is only nominated because it's what's it's supposedly, um, what's his name's last movie? I mean, supposedly. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to judge it. Yeah. But, yeah, kind of the same way. All right, next. Supporting actress, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney for I, Tonya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laura Metcalf for Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Frankie, what's your pick? Well, this is a tough one. I... I'm going to give it to Allison Janney for I, Tonya. Okay. Tim, I'm gonna pick something different, even though I've se- I have not seen most of these, and I'll, I'll pick Mary J. Blige. Oh, <laughs> has she a- honestly has she acted in anything before? No, no. Okay, well, I don't believe so. At least. Well, I, I already made my pick. I can't take All it right. back. So. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Uh, next, we have supporting actor William Defoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, or I thought I'd call it, screw you to uh, Kevin Spacey, and uh, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'm going to go with this one. 
I'm. I think it's a long shot. Oh, what am I doing here? I'm going to say William Defoe for the Florida Project. What about Willem Defoe? Willem Defoe, my bad. Ah. Got it. Got him. Got, got him. Got him. Uh, I want Sin. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's not going to happen. He's just no. nominated, like you said. Because... There are twenty-five to one odds that Christopher Plummer won. Oh well. Okay. Which is really. Uh, you know why? I'm just going to go with Sam Rockwell because I want to see him back as Justin Hammer in another Iron Man movie. Who's with me? Who's with me? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the upset and say. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Christopher Palmer. Plummer. Okay. Oh, snap. All right. There we go. Let's see. Academy saying big, uh, you know, you stink to uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. All right. Lead actress, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Francis McNorman, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tanya. Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep for The Post. Because can't have a good Oscar year without Meryl Streep getting a nomination Tim, what's your pick? I pick Sadness because Meryl Streep's probably not going to be the, in the Mamma Mia sequel. <laughs> no, you know is. what I'm saying? She is. Is she? I thought she yeah. dies or something. Man. Uh, no, she. they, they show um, her. The they did show her in the trailer. Might All be right. flashbacks, but. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> Uh-oh. No. Oh, no. My, my. How uh, could stop. I resist you? Stop it. What have I done? <laughs> I've created a monster. Uh, nobody I, wants that. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's a different not even Abba. All right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with uh the three billboards lady. Francis McDermott. I, I feel Frank- like the one people are gonna pick. Yeah, Frankie, what's your pick? I'm going with uh Sally Hawkins, the shape of water. I'm also going with Francis McDermott. I think three billboards. Three billboards. Well, we'll see when we get to the best picture. Three billboards is an interesting one. Next, lead actor Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. What are your picks? We'll start with Frankie. I am going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis for the... um, phantom thread nope nope yeah yeah Yeah, i'm saying no that was a horrible choice oh no last movie i think they're gonna give it to him oh okay uh no i i think gary oldman hands down a shoe in yeah yeah okay i mean he's always a good pick gary oldman's one of those people that just play so many different roles and is so a, good in every he single one a cooler of them. historical figure than daniel day lewis i'm just saying he definitely did uh gary Ullman is the favorite right now to win um per the betting odds yeah i'm gonna go with gary Ullman. i mean just because is at um, the bottom yeah yeah i was gonna guess that uh lastly the big winner, the big one, best picture, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, or Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'll go ahead and start. No surprise that I want Dunkirk to win. Uh-oh. 
but I'm going to go with The Shape of Water. Mm. Frankie? I I really... Something tells me that Three Billboards is going to win this and, and like a weird upset, but I also, I'm going to pick The Shape of Water because I really think they're going to sweep the Oscars this year. I think that's going to be the surprise sweep that no one was kind of um, foreseen. So I'm going to go Shape of Water. Tim? I'm going to go with Black Panther. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Um... Next year. No, no, no. This is this year's Oscar. Oh, oh this year. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going Shape of Water. I think. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, now I wish I picked huh? Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the post. Definitely. I think not. the post was just nominated because of trying to bolster, you know, the media. Yeah. Get your tinfoil hats out, boys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Meryl. You can't go wrong with Meryl Streep and Tom uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Like yeah. you're not. You're, that's not a bad pick. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm kind of done with like movies about the Nixon era. Everything. Yeah. It just the market is oversaturated. Let's pick a different era to feature the newspapers. Yeah, Maybe yeah, a Kennedy I era. Mean, I don't maybe, know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like tons of those. I think it's slowly moving its way down. Give it ten more years, we'll see like the first Bush administration. All right. Well, let's get into our discussion of Black Panther. You're telling me that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit? Why don't you ask him yourself? Because he's right outside. My king. Stop it. The Black Panther lives. All right. Like I said, I have not seen Black Panther, but Tim and Frankie have. So, guys, what did you think of Black Panther? Yes. Yes. So that's Tim's review, Frankie. That was sorry. That was my two-word review. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I uh, I thought it was amazing. And care to elaborate? Here we go. Oh, either two words, all, we got. all we got is yeah, yeah, and amazing. It's left us speechless. Literally, little... Tim's children gave better reviews for Peter <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> I said a little bit of it last week that uh, you know, to me, it's in the top five Marvel movies uh, of all time. So what? Uh, what? What else ranks up there for you? You said um, top five. Did mm. we I think I did this with Tim. Um, definitely Captain America. Um, the second Captain America movie. Winter uh, Soldier. So, uh, Winter Soldier. Do you remember the names? Get out. Sorry, my bad. Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'd also say Civil War is up there in the top three. Uh, the first Avengers movie, and probably the first Iron Man. Okay. And then rounding okay. out there, Spider Man. So it's taking the place of one of those five. I'm just not sure which one. Sure. So, Tim, what what were your thoughts since Frankie kind of went over it last week? Yeah, I mean, I pretty similar thoughts. It's it's honestly they they do a great job of, I think, balancing the fact that there's going to be people going into this that have no idea who Black Panther is, just that he's going to be a really cool superhero, just that he's a king, you know, just stuff you'd see in the trailers kind of balancing like 
that with the nerdy stuff, you know, that right. all the comic book nerds would really be into. Um, and, uh, overall, yeah, really, really awesome movie. I would probably put it close to, um, I'd probably put it close to the top five for me as well. Um, it really was that good. It really okay. was that good. I think there's a lot you could take away from this and, and there's a lot of little parts that were definitely better than some of the best, uh, Marvel movies for sure. Okay. What else ranks in that top five for you, Tim? Like if you were to take just a few movies and put them in that top five, what would be your top five? Uh, no, no particular order. Just no, throw out yeah, a couple. it might be, it might be almost the same as Frankie's. Um, definitely the first Iron Man in there. Okay. It, it holds up, you know. Sure. Uh, which is weird to say, but it's it's t- it's a 10-year-old superhero movie. Um and then I would definitely say a Homecoming um Winter Soldier Civil War. I think those are pretty yeah. much and then maybe Guardians the First Guardians. So Yeah. Uh, Again, I think it's like Frankie said, I think it takes a place of one of those. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mine would probably be um, the Dark Knight, then Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight Rises, then Unbreakable. No, and stop then, it. What would be the fifth one? If you say Hancock, you are getting right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> fair enough. Anything else you guys want to say before kicking over into spoilers? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll say again, overall, it was a great balance. There was not, you know, going to this movie as like the pastiest white person on the <laughs> planet. Probably my wife would probably attest to that. I'm that my skin is reflective. Uh, it's so white. Um, I would say that's your superhero power. Yeah. Um, it was just such a great film. It just overall from start to finish, there was no time where. You know, there was no time when when I was sitting there, like, you know, just contemplating the movie. You know, there was enough action, enough pa- the pacing. I think was really great. There wasn't any time going into it where I was like th- trying to, you know, sitting there realizing that I was thinking about the movie instead of just watching it. Which there's been some recent superhero movies that have been out that I've done that. Some recent other movies too. But uh, no, overall, it was awesome. I, I definitely agree. I think that, you know, there in, in the after, there was a little bit of backlash on it that it had some like hidden political, you know, tones and and people were arguing about different parts of it. But I I, I feel like I catch those things when, when I see them. And I, I didn't catch them in this movie when in my first viewing. Like I was in, tra- uh, you know, I was enthralled in, in the movie and I couldn't, you know, the, the storyline and, and the visual effects and everything, it, it took me away. I didn't have time to sit there and contemplate any kind of like undertones or anything like that. And I really enjoyed it for that reason. All right. Without further ado, guys, go ahead. Full spoilers. Talk about whatever you want about there and um, just uh, wave like crazy once you're done. Okay. Sounds good. Bye, Ben. Goodbye, Ben. And now Ben's gone, and we can make fun of him all we want. So, who lifted who in the Olympics? Was it you that lifted? It, yeah, I. It was me. I did the oh, lifting okay. because I've been lifting. 
that may, uh, that's what I thought. I thought even, I keep getting those Snapchats of like, you know the crazy gym. So this is what it is. This is what yeah. it is. Has he packed on a few pounds since college? Look, I don't want to. I mean, I have. So I'll admit it. I definitely know. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk about Black Panther. <laughs> okay. All right. Black Panther. So uh, oh, I your... just realized he's gonna have to edit this. Ugh, great. <laughs> I quit. No, I think he's just gonna leave. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because he doesn't want to listen to it. What uh, was your favorite part of? Black oh man, like the there was so much good in this movie. I honestly, I really enjoyed um, uh, Gollum's character. <laughs> I, I just lost his Andy Circus. I really enjoyed him as a super crazy villain. You know what I mean? Like he does, he does really crazy. He did Gollum in Lord of the Rings. He was just a I total didn't even crazy. Realize thing. that was him. Well, yeah, right. And then he's like amazing in Planet of the Apes. And uh, and then he's like a, a kind of evil dude in Star Wars that doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he was just a total nut job. You know what I mean? He was just totally nuts, and uh, and like a funny way, in like a fun and crazy way. You know the part where he's like, <laughs> where uh, what's his name? The CIA guy is like, all right, well, I don't want, I don't want to. Uh, a link to your SoundCloud or anything. Let's just do this deal. And he's like, I have a SoundCloud. I do get him the link. Get him the link to my SoundCloud. I have a mixtape album the, on SoundCloud. The other dude from Lord of the Rings. So yeah. Yeah, right. Right. And it was uh that was hilarious. Um and he's just crazy and I'm just kind of like, uh I wish I want him in more movies and I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, he, he keeps getting in more and more, so I don't see why not. I no, I want no, I want Ulysses Claw in more oh. Marvel movies is what I mean. No, that's not going to happen cuz he's dead. Cuz he did. So he died. Uh so that was um, disappointing, but uh, how did you feel about the kind of the unrolling? We we kind of knew going into the movie that Michael B. Jordan was was a bad guy or the bad guy, right? Right. But, but how you did didn't you know feel about gonna... kind of the unveiling of his story? Yeah, I loved it. I really did. Yeah. It was probably my favorite part of the movie for me, Michael B. Jordan's acting. And then also um, that kind of twist where he kills... Um, who were the guy we were just Claw. talking about? Gollum. Yeah, Claw. Claw. Yeah. Claw. Yeah. So he kills Claw, like, and you're kind of like, oh, uh, like this is crazy. I didn't I didn't see this coming at all, actually. <laughs> so yeah, right. this is interesting. And then kind of took the movie took a whole nother spin, like from the second act. So it was nuts. And I thought that was awesome. Any kind of time anytime that I don't see something coming in a Marvel movie, and I'm I'm pretty good at predicting what's gonna happen in a lot of movies, and I did not see that happening. So yeah, right. I was pretty excited about it. Yeah, it was um overall it was awesome. I think the big thing with him as the villain, Michael B. Jordan, mm -hmm. was he had he he's one of the few villains, even in Marvel movies, that has really great reasoning behind the choices he's making. It, exactly. And that was the weird thing. And I, I said it last week a little bit where I was just like, you were rooting for him almost to kind of win. Yeah. And then they were just, they threw in the perfect amount of, Oh, but he's a little cray cray. Yeah. Right. Like, that's right. Why he probably is not going to win and shouldn't. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like you said, rooting for him, you got, there's kind of some empathy there and you know what he's doing he he definitely thinks what he's doing is is the best thing to do for the right reasons, and uh, and you get that, which was really cool, and it was really cool just to see him as a villain too, you know, um, just based on seeing all his other different roles, um, he was 
a, also a welcome addition. And uh, again, it's it's kind of a bummer that both of the villains in this movie I really enjoyed, and neither of them are, you know, unless there's some Infinity Stone craziness going on, we're right. not going to see either of those guys again. I mean, it is comic books. People can come back. Yes, definitely. You know, it's never, but, definitely. but yeah, you're right. They both died, and, and I hope they, I think just with the way Black Panther is and how great of a movie it was, I don't foresee them coming back Yeah, anytime soon, so... Uh, so another one, how did you feel about, um, the guy that was in kind of the ape, uh, tribe in the mountains, Umbaku? Oh yeah. He was freaking hysterical. I love So him. I think I, I saw in an interview that it was, that's one of his first movie roles. Oh really? He like did a ever. great job. Yeah. He was awesome. He was definitely awesome. He kind of, he had this same kind of arrogance going on. Um, but you know, he couldn't be too arrogant about things, but he, he, he was more than willing to like Lord certain details over them. Right. You know, the fact that he was like, Oh, by the way, we found, um, T'Challa like yeah, <laughs> in the I river or whatever. Oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'll let him take the, guys, the guy you thinks dead. he's, he's yeah, right. right now. And so there was like this, like he'll, he, it, there was this interesting character thing of like, okay, he'll lord that, he'll hold that over them forever. But also, he knew he wasn't the best guy to drink the Black Panther stuff, right? And was like, just give it to him, you know. So it was, um, yeah, I really liked his character too. What was your least favorite part about the movie? Let's say something negative. The rhinoceroses. Oh, the CG. The CG. Yeah. The, so there was two parts of CG I was not a fan of. And that's it. Um, that's the one that I'd probably say that. Okay. I want to hear your second part because I thought the CG okay. was amazing in the movie, but I do agree with you about the rhinoceros. And I well, kind of so the right, yeah, the biggest part, definitely the rhinoceros is just because they were supposed to be a major plot, uh, device in that fight at the end with the, with the few tribes warring against the, um, what is it? Dorje Melange or whatever. Right. Um, but the the other CG shot that I had a problem with, and I'm really, really, really picky for sure. You might, you probably are too. But uh, the first time when he's doing the trial, the king trial thing, mm. where people challenge them, there's this shot that like it just kind of, um, it's just like a tilt up of revealing all these people on the side of the mountain or something. Yeah, I know exactly. And the the perspectives it, it, of the people are just not right. It it, they're just super fake. I also remember thinking yeah. when we were when I was watching that, like, um, and this is why I'm a little too critical. But how did those people get there? Like, yeah, they're right. all just in boots, no and now they're there, yeah. on different layers of rock, but there's no entrances. I don't and and that was a cool set piece. Right. Other than that, it was a cool set piece for that to have them fighting, and it's on the edge of this waterfall cliff. And right. yeah, mine, um, mine was, and you won't be able to relate this too much because you don't watch the TV show This Is Us. Oh, okay, but the actor from This Is Us, Sterling Brown, plays um, the original Black Panther's brother. Uh, oh, as, you know, okay. Like a secret, you know, uh, undercover agent in, in yeah. Los Angeles. I guess he in plays the young. Um, oh, the brother, the brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who who gets killed? He's the whole re- Michael B. Jordan's is, dad. He is he the one hosting Saturday Night Live coming up? Probably. I don't pay ten- too much attention to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But, but that's um. But he plays this like real street. Uh, gang member uh, trying to do some kind of like money bust or something like that. And, and the first thing in the movie before he gets killed. Yeah. And 
he just does i've never seen the actor before this is us and this right. is us. he plays such a straight edge upper class father who's like the oh, perfect okay. dad so you're um, like but he, just, but he just you know him too much as that as that yeah right. and i'm just like it was just poor casting because like yeah. the role that he's current and it's not like it's a small role Although, or tv show that everybody watches yeah. like the show is probably the mo- most popular show on tv right uh, now everyone watches it and that's the character he plays and you're setting him maybe he's trying to be different right now to like step out but it just it wasn't believable at all to right. me. look at him be like yo where's your kids go with them in bed. right right i did like the casting of the guy that was like young forrest whitaker yeah yeah, yeah. um that was that was really good though so there is one sequence i'll say that i could have done without completely and that is the very, very, very first scene, which is a historical retelling of the history of Wakanda. And oh, okay. Oh no, he's unmuting. No, this is fine. It's the first scene. He'll be fine. Um, it's like a retelling of Wakanda. It it didn't need to be there. It it didn't because it kind of takes away from the 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 second third scene of the movie where it's the reveal of like, here's Wakanda. Well, you know, we already saw Wakanda in a, in a, right. It was a lot of, it was a lot of filler, but they had to do it because if it wasn't, if you know, though, if it wasn't in that scene, if it wasn't an opening scene, yeah. uh, Portrayed like that as like a narrative entering the story, it would have been an annoying monologue that one person had to say. Yeah, I guess it would have been a horrible acting point. So, like that, I kind of agree with the fact that it was in there, and I like I didn't like the way they did it, but I I I think that was the only option. Yeah, and I'll say I understand why there was an opening story. No one knows the origin story. Yes, have to. It's not like Batman, you know, Batman or Spider Man. But we're getting the wrap up symbol from uh, Ben. So uh, Uh, he's he's making our mics disappear into the floor as the music plays, (laughs) and uh, uh, well, we just like to thank. Uh, our moms and our dads. Shockingly, um, I just want to say that over the last 10 minutes, I have agreed with everything that Frankie says somehow. What? Right. I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) Well, uh, the Oscars are next week and that was our review of black Panther. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of our picks. Let us know how wrong we were as you watch the Oscars. Uh, Frankie, where can people connect with us? You can follow us on Twitter at Three Critics Pod. Go to the Facebook page. Give us a like. You get all of our updates every single week. Uh, you'll be able to comment on all of our posts and let us know what you think about everything. Facebook.com slash Incredible Critics. And then it's a huge help if you guys go into your iTunes, click subscribe, leave a comment, or at least just give us some, a rating. Helps us get up there and gets out, get out to more people. Until next week, we're the Incredible Critics. Um, I thought the funniest guy in the movie is definitely Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw. Yeah, I think he's got the best jokes. That's all. That's all. The best jokes. Which one? Who was Andy's? Who was Ulysses Claw? Andy Sir Claw. You know, Andy Serkis um, from Golem. Golem. Oh, I, I literally yeah, listed um, it during yeah. the spoiler part. And you were like, I didn't even realize it was him. No, you didn't even realize. No, I didn't know that it was. I didn't realize <laughs> that was Gollum listening. at all until you said it. That's why I said that. Like, I didn't know that was him, and I forgot that his name was Ulysses. I thought he was just Claw. I don't know, man. I don't know. It took a. They can't see you making fun of me, Brittany. They can't see you making fun of me. <laughs>